For the Transportation Security Administration, airport screening doesn't just happen. The agency's security operations unit is constantly refining and testing how well procedures prevent guns and other prohibited items from making it through. But the Government Accountability Office finds TSA could do a better job in how it manages its covert testing program. Here with details, the GAO's Managing Director for Homeland Security and Justice Issues, Charles Johnson. Mr. Johnson, good to have you on. Uh, good morning. Thank you. So tell us what you were looking at here and describe maybe in briefly the, the covert testing program that TSA has. Uh, so yeah, we actually looked at this program and this is the second time we've taken an in-depth look at uh, TSA's efforts to make sure that our aviation security system is not subject to any threats or any uh, un- unprohibited items from being boarded on planes or, or causing damages. Um, particularly, they have a, a program that looks at you know checkpoint screening as well as baggage screening of our baggage that the passengers take on. And there are two offices within TSA uh, that undertakes that effort. That's their inspections office as well as their security operations office. Uh, it's important, uh, given you know that our aviation security system has been subject to uh, threats, and as we all know from 9/11, uh, that was the system which uh, we ended up having our attacks during that period. Uh, so this particular program, when we talk about check baggage screening, uh, is where, as you know, as a passenger, you uh, check your bag, and it's taken off to a a system where there are some screeners and folks who look through the baggage to make sure that there's nothing that can uh, get on board that would cause severe consequences, such as explosive devices. On the other hand, as we all know, as we travel through our airports and we go through different checkpoints, uh, when we go through to get um, screened as passengers, they look for prohibited items such as sterile and sterile areas of the airport, such as guns, uh, potential explosives, and things of that nature to prevent those from coming on planes as well. And so TSA then has agents that, in theory, secretly come through and try to get things through and to, to see how effective a given operation is at an airport. Well, that's definitely a key control mechanism or, or means by which they're able to look at how well the system is working. Uh, and one way of doing that is to conduct the covert test. Uh, this is done in a way that's intended to be um, you know, not known to the public or not known to the screeners. Uh, that was one of the areas where we did find some concerns uh, that we made some recommendations about. In other words, it's almost like they had a fire drill where they tell you there's going to be a fire drill? Is that what happened? Well, they they don't actually disclose that. Um, part of being covert is to sort of, I would say, be undercover or not be known uh, when you come through. Uh, so just as passengers go through, so do some of these covert testers. They go through the process to attempt to uh, pass along certain items that are prohibited. Uh, and that's where the system is tested by the covert testers to see if the screeners are catching those items. Sure. And was the issue you found that the screeners had somehow been alerted to the fact that they would be tested that day, or did the things actually get through, or both? Well, as I mentioned, yeah, we've looked at this before, and we did see some improvement over time. Uh, we know that, uh, as I mentioned, the two offices, the inspections office that does its test, and they look at the wide spectrum of the entire aviation system and that whole process for making sure items that are vulnerable can't get through. The uh, Security Operation Office looks at how well the screeners themselves are following the state operating procedures. And so what we found in terms of weaknesses was in the areas with the screeners, uh, the Screening Operations Office, which is supposed to go through, that when they would sometime come through, the screeners would know uh, that a test was underway. And the way they could determine that was that they were aware of the type of test bag that was being used. So they had some familiarity with the bag that was being used. They also knew 
uh, some of the testers that were coming through. Oy, so, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> it, wasn't, it, it wasn't so much that they didn't know. They really knew who some of these testers were, as well as the presence of their supervisors kind of alerted them that there was a test underway. Yeah, so I imagine one of the recommendations was to not let that happen anymore. The particular recommendation was to have the Security Operations Office enhance its covert testing procedures and take a look at that. Uh, and that's one of the recommendations. We're hopeful that sometime by the end of uh, this month that TSA will fully implement. Uh, they've committed to fulfilling that recommendation by the end of this month. We're speaking with Charles Johnson. He's Managing Director for Homeland Security and Justice Issues at the Government Accountability Office. And you also found some issues with the data collection and the ability to make sure that they're getting the most out of the covert testing in terms of the data they collect from it. Describe some of those issues. Yeah, that's correct. We looked at about 15,000 covert test results. A part of looking at that was to uh, figure out whether the program is really working. Uh, we did some analysis, and we looked for differences, particularly in you know what TSA TSOs were doing for TSA as well as some private screeners. We did find in some situations that uh, there was no difference between the two performances, but what we did find in terms of the quality of the data was that some of the data was unreliable. Uh, in particular, uh, I go back to the issue of you know, if you want to have the two units, which is the inspections office and the security operation office, collect good data, it's important that they document that data. They document the results of the test. Uh, one particular weakness we did find, which we're happy to say is being addressed, is that the inspections office didn't really document how they came up with their selection criteria, determining how, you know, they were going to conduct the test or which airports in particular they were going to choose to conduct the test. So we recommended they do a better job of documenting uh, their selection criteria. That was one particular area. We also um, made recommendations for, you know, this whole system they set up, which was supposed to take the data and pass along that data to what was called a security vulnerability management process team, which included a lot of representatives and stakeholders in TSA uh, to sort of come up with how they're going to address and mitigate against the risk. We found that a lot of times the data was presented just lingered and sat there with that unit and wasn't uh, used or wasn't fully implemented. So without good use of the data, then they can't really get to a better risk management approach, you might say, and really understand how they can improve, even though they might have you know, holes in the program. Well, that's definitely a key. We feel that this system that they did set up, uh, which we made several recommendations about, would help mitigate some of the vulnerabilities if that process worked. Uh, particularly, as we mentioned in our report, there were nine uh, potential vulnerabilities passed along to the security vulnerability management process, but yet they lingered there for over a year or over three years. Some are still sitting there now for over a three-year period, and no action has been taken. It even took them up to, in one case, seven months to even assign uh, someone to take the lead in resolving uh, that potential vulnerability. Sure, and just uh, to, for, for clarification, what is the name of the unit within TSA that is responsible for the covert testing? Well, there are two units, two offices that undertake the test themselves. It's the TSA's inspections office, and it's also the office, the security operations office. Again, those two units have different ways in which they do tests. The main one that does the test of the screeners in that process is the security operations office. But as I also mentioned, this security vulnerability management process is made up of several individuals and stakeholders in the organization that are supposed to resolve any of the threats that are identified. Got it. And uh, we should also ask about GAO itself. You have uh, a history of trying to get things through different security mechanisms in the Federal Protective Service and at TSA. Did you also have people try to test covert or covertly test the system 
this time around at TSA and what happened when you did? Well, the details, obviously, of that are pretty sensitive, but we did, as we often do, we do sometimes conduct our own operation working in conjunction with some of the uh, entities that we deal with. Uh, as I mentioned, we looked at 15,000 uh, cases and, and that were looked at, but we also, on our own, uh, uh, also attempted that. The, some of those details are in some of our non-public reports in terms of what specifically were the results of our own covert testing. Okay, and I guess the final question is, given all of this covert testing and the TSA constant, uh, constantly re- refining how it does things, how much gets through? Does an untoward amount of items get through in the grand scheme of things? Again, the details on that, unfortunately, are, are not for public disclosure, but we will. I will tell you that some of the things that we did discover could have uh, serious consequences uh, which TSA is aware of, and also which the IG has also reported on. Charles Johnson is Managing Director for Homeland Security and Justice Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. We'll post this interview and a link to his report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. <coughs> <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.